Welcome to the Mojo Mecca. We are a media, wellness and artistry hub that is in celebration of the earth, inspired to live in a mindful, healthful way, humbled by the depths of inner exploration and the power of practicing daily rituals, in love with the beauty of cultures worldwide and the adventurous nature of travel, and dedicated to a life of heart-centeredness, purposeful pursuits, and a whole lot of mojo. Okay, so I am coming to you live from Pai, Thailand. It's a beautiful little mountain village um, in the northern part of Thailand. Highly recommend anyone to come here if you feel the call. It's beautiful, um, nestled in the mountains and really beautiful holistic community up here and beautiful food, restaurants, um, markets, culture, <laughs> uh, hot springs, hikes. Yeah, it's great. So I'm really enjoying sinking in being up here. Um, and uh, yeah, I have one more little announcement to speak about before we dive into this conversation. And that is to share that there are some new offerings on the Mojo Mecca market and they are adornments, beautiful jewels um, that were designed by a close friend of mine, Brooke from Nikila Collective. Um, yeah, I obviously can't really explain too much into what they look like, um, but I definitely would recommend checking them out on the mojomecha.com slash market, or you can click the link directly through, um, my Instagram pages, either my personal one, Mojo Minx or the Mojo Mecca Instagram, um, and just check out the collection on there. They're really beautiful pieces inspired by different cultures around the world, um, and Brooke's personal like travel and experience um, in living with these people. Um, a lot to do with, yeah, all through Morocco, the Berber people, the Amazigh people, um, through to India. A lot of time she's spent in India learning, studying dance there. Um, what other places? Yeah, there's, <laughs> there's many different cultures that they're inspired by the different um, particular patterns. Um, that are um, embedded into the jewels but um, yeah I'll just leave it to you to have a look if you feel inspired to adorn yourself with some more jewels yeah check that out and um, stay tuned also for some more offerings on the Mojo Mecca market because I'm really um, directing my focus there and building the collective marketplace um, with different designers coming together um, sharing different products um, to adorn yourself and your life in a more um, intentional ritualistic sort of way anyways um, yeah check that out if you feel inspired and um, let's dive into this particular conversation so this conversation um, I am speaking to Lisa O'Connor she's a Toronto-based holistic nutritionist and a coach for women who are seeking to be guided into discovering their own unique foundational health energetic and spiritual needs and developing um, a sustainable lifestyle around that. Um, she's really versed and um, intimate with the way of 
tapping into the connection between the many levels of bodies, I guess you could call it, um, that we inhabit, the many like layers that that really um, coexist within our um, health and well-being journey and ultimately how to harmonize those to really live a radiant life, whatever that looks like for you, whatever lifestyle that looks like. Um, so she definitely follows a no size or no protocol fits all approach and really looks more into the, the inner journey of the individual, what they're here to learn, what they're here to experience, how they're here to harmonize that and work through it. Um, and she really encourages the perspective of saying that it's a journey, it's beautiful and I'm ready, which I really love. Um, and that perspective that it is a moment by moment, day by day, me to me, um, intimate connection with you and your life and your journey and your choices. Um, yeah, so she's yeah definitely really inspiring. And um, yeah, I, I, her life though <laughs> has been full on um, a really intense wild ride of deep trauma, pain, and ultimately transforming that into huge growth. So yeah, she's definitely learned how to alchemize her suffering into expansion and now into service as she's such a light and a guide for many other people. So yeah, through this conversation, um, we dive into the tragic passing of her mother while she was only 18 and um, her, her ongoing journey through grief and loss. And also um, we speak about the beautiful connections she still feels to her mother and to her essence through the spirit animal that her mom reveals herself as, which is so beautiful. <laughs> um, we speak about her huge health journey through years of crazy symptoms and imbalances um, to then receiving a diagnosis of Lyme disease and how through years of um, rewiring protocol <laughs> consistency, she has really reversed a lot of those symptoms, if not all of them. And that, I guess, that, that diagnosis too, and how she really shares the possibility of that and how it is so available to you to really reverse any diagnosis. Um, but obviously it requires a lot of deep work. Um, so we speak all about that. Um, we also speak about how she navigates the world of social media and being present and sharing on there, I guess, you know, her intimate story and herself as a brand too, and how you navigate that in also times where you feel really low. Like we spoke about um, 2018 being quite a low year for both of us and um, how she navigated um, yeah, that with sharing as herself as a brand and a business and her work being embedded within, you know, those sort of worlds. Um, yeah, we share a huge piece about money, actually, um, and our story with money and how to really shift from focusing on income or your lack thereof um, to more on your impact and I guess we kind of debunk or maybe reframe the commonly thrown around phases of, you know, manifesting abundance and abundance mindset and this sort of thing. And um, 
we speak about people's differing lifestyles and differing needs, I guess, of, of lifestyles that make different people thrive. Um, and how, yeah, like, like we said in the beginning, there's no size, one size fits all, or I guess one income that fits all either. Um, and that our numerical needs are very unique too. Um, and uh, from that place of speaking on lifestyle, we also touch on sustainability and our consumption choices and um, obviously about the movement that's happening that we feel um, towards a more conscious life in harmony with the needs of Mother Earth in her time of rebalancing, but also about how this can create a bit of eco-anxiety and an obsession with um, being perfect and obviously that um, beyond the sustainability aspect um, ripples into you know our health journey and all of this about you know the obsession with being perfect so we definitely touch on that um, too which I think is very important um, uh, we speak about how it's important to recognize and be reminded that we are the only ones who know what's right for us on all levels and um, how even within the health, wellness and spirituality scenes, um, how to really listen amidst the noise um, of many different conflicting ideas, lifestyles, beliefs and all of that. Um, we speak about the medicine of lightness, of fun, of play, of laughter and of pleasure as a way of deep healing instead of um, wallowing or spiraling in deep processes um, and how oftentimes the language of expressing that you know there's always something wrong and you're always in some deep process can sometimes hinder the true presence and the true growth on a daily level and um, how life really is here to be enjoyed even when we're in the thick of darkness there is always a light somewhere and to really um, tap into that perspective. And, uh, and we also speak about how hard that can be because the way that society has been set up, it is more about just getting by, you know, and um, learning from pain, learning from suffering. And um, we speak about how to really alchemize that into growth, into joy, into lightness, into pleasure. Um, and we also speak about how um, at a simple level, our health journey is about harmonizing and alchemizing the elements of water, fire, air, and earth within us um, through daily ritual. And um, yeah, through little things that we do to really come into that harmony. So yes, I am really inspired by this woman she truly walks her talk and continuously sustains her radiance with such strength and such depth regardless of the many ups and downs that she experiences and um, she also understands and it's clear that she understands from a higher perspective the purpose she's living out and um, and really radiates that deep trust that she has in life and in her path um, and what fuels her to continue to show up and share and radiate her light through it all. So I really hope that you enjoy this conversation and um, receive her deep wisdom. She also has a podcast too, so I'd highly recommend checking that out after you listen to this one. Enjoy.
Okay, so my name is Lisa O'Connor, and my journey is quite intense. And and really, even just when I think about it or reflect on it, it has been a journey. So I grew up in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, which is a small little kind of well, not small town. It's like the it's the capital of the province, um, but I grew up probably about 25 minutes outside of that. And really when I like look back and, you know, I've done a lot of childhood inner work and work and, and really kind of, you know, looking back and kind of reflecting upon that, that my childhood was pretty simple and, you know, it was, a small town and everything was so safe and we could leave like the doors unlocked and there was this the kind of community aspect and we really joked a lot about it being like a bubble so really kind of growing up in a place that was considered you know just very like this the small little bubble very community and and looking upon myself and that I was and I guess to an extent small extent, so I'm a very shy, um, introverted person, and in, in even there's so many moments, you know, even when I was a child, I just remember being so shy. I would have to ask my mom to, like, speak for me. I would hide behind her leg. Like, I was just always very sensitive, and very, I could feel things really deeply. So often I didn't have the words to speak, if that makes sense. Like it was just very, I could empathically feel things. So I didn't always have to outwardly express them in words. So yeah, reflecting upon that, and it, it really sums up a lot of my childhood because I was very going through school. I was shy, but I still always was very, I don't know, I, I really kind of don't like the word popular. I don't even like kind of saying that, but I don't even know. I, I guess you could say just very like, warm and inviting so as much as I was kind of this you know shy person throughout you know even going into junior high and high school I always just also felt really connected to humans and people's stories and I was really friends with like a lot of people like I know in high school and even school you start to get these like clicks and you know you have these group of groups of friends but I just always remember you know, really connecting to a lot of people. I also grew up dancing, so, and really quite intensely. Like, I danced usually like five days a week, kind of everything, ballet, um, lyrical, hip-hop, kind of literally every kind of genre of dance. So I was also, at a very young age, really connected to my body, which is really interesting because I, I now work a lot with the body and energy and, and lots of flow and movement. but. I grew up dancing, so I also was put in the spot in my life of having to, you know, show up and continually kind of put myself out there, even though my shy, introverted kind of soul was like, ah, oh, this is really, really 
hard for me. I never wanted to be in the front row. I never really wanted to do solos. I was, you know, to be on stage on my, on my own and to kind of have to hold that energy was always really frightening for me. And yet at the same time, it really taught me the importance of putting, putting yourself out there and saying like, listen, you can feel all these, you know, kind of feelings of, of being shy, but at the same time, you have to continually show up. So yeah, there, there's so many lessons and so many things that I've learned uh, along the way. But, you know, even kind of now coming into as I come into like teenage years and, and, and really kind of hitting those for formative moments, you know, I didn't go through a lot of traumatic things when I was, like, really young. Again, kind of coming from that bubble um, environment. I did, you know, I lost grandparents, and and I remember that being obviously really sad, but I think when you're little, you just don't, you're not able to comprehend the, the true nature of loss. But it wasn't until my mom, I was about, 16 when we sat down in like a family meeting and I still remember the day I still remember the moment and she told us that she got diagnosed with breast cancer and it was something again at 16 I don't think I fully fully took in um, my grandmother had passed away from breast cancer um, many years before that so I knew but at the same time I didn't know and that really was this time of just, wow, yeah, just getting hit with like a lot of things at a young age and, and being really scared and, and fearful. And, you know, the loss of anyone is, is very, very, very scary, um, especially at that age. But when it comes to your mother and someone that's just so innately is part of everything as a part of your soul I mean our mother's birth us into this world and really just kind of yeah that whole journey of the what's the word that I'm looking for just kind of the the space where there's the now ability that this person could not be you know part of your life and again you never I never thought so grimly but, you know, that whole journey of her getting diagnosed and then she went through radiation, chemotherapy, and then got put into remission. And then it was about a year later that it came back and it came back really, really, really bad. And it was kind of just a very quick, um, she, spent the she spent a whole summer in the hospital. Um, and then it was in 2013, February, that she passed away. And the, the most traumatic part about that was that I wasn't there. Um, so I mentioned that, you know, I grew up dancing and uh, that was a big part of my life and even a big part of her life. So when we were on, um, you know, kind of nearing the end of my high school kind of journey, like a big thing was in the dance world to go, was to go work on cruise ships. So went to go work on a cruise ship and, you know, kind of had that experience, which was so amazing and really kind of 
yeah, coming to a place where I was really stepping in out of my comfort zone, out of my shell. I hadn't even turned 18 yet and I was leaving home. Um, and my mom was still sick at that point. And this was when it came back, yet she was the one to push me to go out and do this. Because as much as it, it was part of kind of, you know, this smaller dream of mine, it was also a part of her. So it was just, it was so hard, yet I knew it made her so happy that I was there. But yeah, it's a long story of kind of how, you know, I got a phone call. I was in the middle of the ocean. I got told that, you know, I had to come home, that she didn't have uh, a long time to live. Like it was literally a matter of days. And that whole journey actually coming back was insane yet so universally and divinely, I guess, timed because it was like one obstacle after the other just in terms of, you know, got on a plane and then literally going to drive to the um, takeoff strip and the, the engine died. Like things I can't even looking back like make up. Mm. And I had to spend a whole night in um, a random city in the U.S. because I couldn't get a flight out and it was just again just wild 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 and I remember getting back home to Edmonton and my cousin had picked me up from the airport and my uncle and my godfather and they had shared with me that my mom um, had passed away two hours prior to me getting there so yeah, it was it was a crazy um, journey at that point because you know here I am still I just turned kind of I was eighteen and the loss of my mother and kind of the dealing with the facts and to be so 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 like candid and honest something that even you know to this day has come up for me because I thought I healed it but this fact of not truly saying goodbye to her and where I think I you know a lot of my strength comes from is her and I was able to yeah resiliently um, deal with the death and the loss and the healing of that but this like this kind of energy of like not truly getting to say my goodbye in the way that I've I've wanted to say it and the way that now you know I've done so much work and so much healing in the way that I haven't had the space to do that. So that's something interesting because that's actually been a new a new journey for me. Yeah, obviously like death and grief is just huge and I ha could have no idea what it feels like to to lose a mum but I'm curious like now or like you know maybe since then or maybe it has shifted but like what's your connection to her like still like how how do you still I guess um connect to her spirit or her essence or like just her you know those like aspects of her that inspire you, you know, like how, do, how do they, yeah. How do they inspire you now and how do they fuel you? And like, yeah. How, how do you still connect to her? Um, like to this day? 
Mm -hmm. So I think with my own, you know, spiritual growth, I think it's, it's also evolved my connection to her because in the beginning, like this sounds so crazy, but I was still like, I was still like, you know, in my eyes, like this little, little baby, you know, and lost her mom. And again, this is, it, it's kind of like ridiculous, but growing up, I used to read a lot of, I was always really fascinated with detective work. And I used to watch like murder mysteries and unsolved mysteries and all of these crazy, crazy shows, which reflecting back now makes total sense because I've always been connected to spirit and like these, you know, other, other guides and beings, but I used to be really afraid of ghosts. And I used to remember when she first passed away, I actually had to sleep with this little like star kind of like nightlight lamp because I was afraid of her showing up as like a ghost. Like, I know that sounds like completely ridiculous, but it was something that I was, I was really, really afraid of. I didn't know how she would be a part of my life and how she would show up and, and what her voice would sound like and what her spirit would feel like and how I would be comforted beyond that kind of physical realm. And, you know, it's so interesting because yeah, it's so interesting. This is all coming up because I would even say within these past two months, her spirit and her energy has been speaking to me so intimately and even going back 16 years ago, I remember asking her to show up as a, as a spirit animal for me. And right from the beginning, it was always a butterfly. And a butterfly because I remember we were in, going back to one of like our childhood trips, we would always go out to the West Coast, which is like BC, um, Vancouver Island. And I remember every year we'd go to Butterfly World. And I remember often being so enchanted with the butterfly, but yet so scared because they were still an insect to me. And I just remember being with my mom and, and being like, no, I don't want the butterfly to land on me, but they're so beautiful. And I just remember this energy of like wanting to be in their grace and beauty, yet still being so afraid that they were still like an insect. Like I was afraid of bugs and spiders and all of these like other creatures. So it's so interesting that that's what came through to me for her because we had that connection. And within these past few months, I kid you not, I have seen more butterflies than I've ever seen in my whole life. Like I ask her when I need her and boom, always see a butterfly, whether it's in the physical form. Um, now that it's summer, I think it's just like showing up so um, intensely, but even when it's not, and it's like the dead of winter here and we have so much snow because we get like insane amounts of snow, I will either see a picture or, you know, something. I just re even remember, this is one that's popping to my head. I remember just really wanting and needing her and feeling her close to me. And I walked past a tattoo parlor and on the front of the tattoo parlor, it's all these butterfly tattoos. So, so interesting. I think it's something that kind of coming into my own spiritual awakening, which has been so intense and most notably this past year, which has kind of followed a very, very kind of intense, which we can get into kind of 12, 13 year 
physical and really, really deep physical healing coming from mystery illnesses to just a whole bunch of things that you can put a million labels on. Um, yet I, 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 I just truly fully believe it's just been my, my own soul and spirit awakening to my own gifts and purpose in this life. So, so yeah, I mean, butterflies is a huge one for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so special. Um, yeah, I, I would really, um, love to hear about, um, your journey through, through health too. I'm sure. Yeah. But as you say, like it all, it, it is all connected and, you know, there's so many different layers to whatever experiencing, <laughs> whether it be a physical thing, there's mm-hmm. like, you know, mm-hmm. there's energetic, there's, there's so many layers or whether it is an energetic thing that's usually manifests in physical, you know, it's just like interchangeable through, through the different bodies. And, um, I'm not so like, yes, I don't know exactly how it all works, but I just, yeah, understand mm-hmm. and feel that that's how it, it all plays out. And, um, yeah, so I just, I would love to hear, um, I guess from a timeline stance, um, so the time of your mum's passing, I know that, um, yeah, had you started to um, feel or experience any, like, health complications at that point or, like, were you diagnosed with anything then or was it was it a later uh, stage? Like, how did it all um, I guess, yeah, how are the beginnings of, of that kind of, like, um, process for you? Yeah, um, it's interesting that you mentioned that because, again, so much has been discovered on, you know, just so much deeper work and healing. And, you know, as we kind of delve deeper into ourselves, we also get these new insights and awakenings because a lot of our lives are, you know, we're conscious beings and and humans but we're also operating from a subconscious place so a lot of times like what we've lived in you know childhood in our past a lot of it gets suppressed and repressed because it's just like that's the way our body deals with uh life events and stored emotions and you know it's really interesting because doing that reflection it's like yeah when my mom was starting to you know, all of this was coming out in her own journey, I remember starting to get like aches and pains in my neck. And I even remember going to like a massage therapist. And this is when she was still alive. And her saying like, I just, I I was holding a lot of tension and inflammation in my neck and my nervous system. So, So that's really interesting because kind of how the whole journey, you know, in timeline that so she passed away in 2003, and I had moved. So I danced on the cruise ship, um, went back home, and then I actually moved to South Africa. Um, and that's where a lot of my journey started because that's when I started to feel a lot of a lot of physical symptoms. And that was in about 2006. And it's a long story how I ended up there, but just to kind of like simplify and give you context, um, it was for a relationship that, you know, we were dating two years long distance. I'd met him on the ship and, you know, he was starting to do a really deep intense um, 
medical residency to become a brain surgeon, which is so crazy because it's also so interesting because it's also really connected to my story because as things started to manifest like physically, here I was with someone that like not only like truly knew the body, but like on a physical anatomical level was like the best person to go to because like who better than someone that knows like literally everything in the brain and you know all that stuff but it's also so interesting because although someone can know something and again even looking at kind of like the western model and the medical system it's like someone can know something so intensely on a physical anatomical level Yet, as all of these symptoms started to show up, coming like almost at every angle, it was like, you know, digestive problems, nervous system problems. I was getting neurological symptoms. I was getting um, heart palpitations. I was getting, you know, endocrine issues. On that whole journey, actually, I didn't get my period for four years, which actually started in South Africa. So it's just so, so, so crazy because, like, in the kind of arms of that environment, I, you know, got blood work done, I got MRIs, I got CT scans. The only thing that kept on showing up was like I had a small B12 deficiency and I had a case of mono um, Epstein-Barr virus. So that's kind of where the journey started. And then fast forward, you know, symptoms would come and go and it's really interesting because a lot of that journey and that time was really steeped in a lot of loneliness. Here I was in South Africa, no family. Um, I didn't speak kind of their native tongue, which was Afrikaans. So it was just a really isolating and dark time for me, which is so interesting because that's when a lot of symptoms started to come up. Um, and even relating back to that, to the energetic body, even if we talk about illness, well, what's illness or any sort of like disease? It's a separation. It is separation from ourselves. It's a separation from, you know, our environment, from other people, from the physicality of things. So even just energetically speaking, it's just so interesting, yet not a coincidence of how that manifested for me. So kind of fast forward, um, into about 2011-ish, 2012, I'd actually, um, two years prior to that, I'd moved to New York, which is another crazy part of, like, I feel like I've lived many, many, many lifetimes, but I also feel like I'm ancient. My girlfriends joke that I have, like, dinosaur eyes, that I, like, I'm, like, ancient, like, dinosaur energy. I can, I can is, like, see that, actually, now that I, yeah. <laughs> it's hilarious because we laugh every time because we're like you have dinosaur eyes and again I have no perception of what my own energy because it's it's often other people feel it before you know you do so cool to hear those reflections though because yeah we do just kind of live in our own like you know from our own perspective and it's yeah it's kind of funny and cool to to hear you know how it appears through other people's lenses I it's so interesting because I think growing up it's like I always felt like I was like an old soul or a grandma and I think that can also like you kind of when you're young you take it in and you don't really know how to process it you know what I mean you almost take it in negatively oh totally yeah yeah 
because you just can't comprehend what, yeah, what, what that energy is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so anyways, continue with your, yeah, there's so many different <laughs> things, but I'm like curious to, to kind of continue with the timeline because I, I know I could just go down so many tangents, like, but I'm sure we'll get, we'll, we'll spiral circle back there. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and it's just such an interesting, um, journey because I, I like I know and and that's why I think you know in in sharing our own story and journey that it's it's never by coincidence it's never just to share your story like it's always because I always trust that other people need to hear this you know or they need to hear some some level of it or some you know some nugget or something that they're going to take and and really either hold on to or set them on their own deeper path and discovery. But so I had then moved to New York to follow. Um, my other major passion um, is actually fashion and design and art. So I actually went to fashion school in New York. I don't honestly, it, I don't even know how I made that happen. Like just in terms of like finances and, and actually not like feelings my best and not feeling super well because actually when I got to New York it was one of like my deepest darkest times the theme of loneliness came up again because I was in the city I didn't really have any friends I started to make uh, a couple connections but when I was in New York a lot of stuff started to manifest like physically I started to um, lose my hair really 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 intensely I started to develop acne um, I started to gain weight. I started to just get like weird bouts of vertigo, feeling lost all the time. I remember my roommates had to come like meet me a few times because they just couldn't remember or feel like I could get home. I just felt like so disconnected. So New York was crazy. Um, I studied. I, I really just channeled my energy into my studies. Um, I did really well. I've always been this, like, insanely studious. Um, that's also where a lot of my, like, discipline comes from. I think it also comes from dance and, and really just continuing to show up no matter what. And that's a big theme on my journey. But, yeah, kind of, you know, spent four years in New York, and it was just, up and down, up and down, up and down. I even saw doctors in New York and NDs and I just continued to get like no answers, like nothing, nothing. It was pretty much, I remember a doctor being like, I think you're crazy. Um, here's a prescription for anti-anxiety medication and antidepressants, which mm-hmm. never took because I knew that wasn't what it was, you know? Yeah. And I think that a lot of people, I think that's part of a lot of people's journeys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just receiving no clarity or answers from, I guess, a source that we've been taught to, to perceive as um, above or like, you know, because they're more educated, they, they should know mm-hmm. how, how my body works or what's going on. And to some degree, like maybe that should be more true, but I think just probably, you know, the scope of, medical study just is not as integrated as it needs to be to so many Mm -hmm. but that's a that's a whole other tangent of uh oh my gosh funds it and everything (laughs) (laughs) yeah anyways (laughs) 
we, could, we truly could. We could speak about that forever because it's so interesting. And, you know, I, you know, I practice now and I see clients now and I always just remind them. And it's never, it's never a diss to the medical system or, you know, that whole journey because it's not like, you know, emergency care medicine. Like there's so many good things about it, but then there's also so 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 many downfalls and I always ask my clients you know like yes your doctor has studied for 10 years 11 years 12 years but you don't even sometimes know like their first name so how can they know your body better than you yeah and and really bringing people back to that energy of like okay so a doctor can say this that and that but like what does your body say what does your truth say and that's where you know, we start to dive into any sort of illness or disease as energetic and as like a soul mission is to come back to yourself and to come back to your gifts, which I believe is, but we can, you know, dive there. But yeah, it was actually in 2012 when I did get quote unquote some sort of answers because I was just like, I was at a point, it had been six years, I was having crazy symptoms like I remember counting like I had over 80 different symptoms and you know after doctor after doctor everyone just was telling me I was crazy and I just remember at one point and this is where it just beautifully divinely brings me back to like my my mom that I remember coming back and it was actually the run for the cure day which is like a run for breast cancer and I remember thinking even that morning like I don't know how I'm going to have the energy to do this. I don't know how I'm going to have the strength to do this. I don't feel strong. I didn't even feel like I could like walk. And I coming back to my, you know, very disciplined and Ukrainian, just I'm very like, just I'm also Taurus moon. So I can be very stubborn and really kind of, um, yeah, saying, well, if my mom can, you know, go through all this and the pain that she went through, I can't even imagine I'm going to do this. But it was after that run that I came back and it was just like, got on my knees and I just, I, I prayed. I was just in tears. I was just asking and just saying like someone like give me an answer. Like I'm, I'm, I'm tired. I'm sick. I don't know what's wrong. I'm driving myself crazy. And then I just remember hearing a voice and it was like a thousand percent my mom's voice. And I heard the word Lyme disease and that's kind of when I went into the whole journey of like researching. I like, you know, made some phone calls and two weeks later I was in like an ND, a specialist who specialized in Lyme disease um, in Canada, just outside of about three hours from my hometown. Um, she couldn't diagnose me. I had to get um, a special blood sample and kit done. It had to be actually be sent to California to a special lab called Igenix. And sure enough, you know, about three to four weeks later, I got the test back and it got confirmed that, you know, I had chronic Lyme disease. Um, and I say that just because to share kind of like a diagnosis, I guess, that came out of it. But I also want to, because I've done so, so much, like since 2012 to now, like seven years, I've done so much healing body mind and soul so I, I share that because I think sometimes for a lot of people sometimes just having a, a label or a confirmation or a diagnosis can be comforting um, 
But I also say that because I don't want other people or I don't want us to just get attached to labels because I feel like it can really do a disservice on our healing journey because we really hold on to it and we say, well, this is what I have and this is like what I have to do to heal it and this is the protocol and like it's this virus and, and that bacteria and this case and and really what I think it does and this is just kind of speaking on a holistic level and again, I don't want to dismiss anyone's journey on any sort of like health path because we're all meant to, you know, have our own path and journey. But I also want to just share that I want to tap, tap, tap people back into their own power. And when we can say, okay, so maybe this is what I've been diagnosed with and Lyme disease, okay, da-da-da-da-da, it's this, it's that. Um, we can we can say that, but then my next question is, okay, well, how do we tap you back into your power? Because if you give the power away to that, then it can it can definitely run its course. And you know, I just want to give people another option and say, while yes, the medical system or your blood might have said this or that, I believe we're so much more powerful, and we can take that back and we can heal on on a deeper level. Hmm. Yeah. But how, how is your journey and actually like, yeah, like really integrating that and really walking it. And uh, yeah, I'm just so curious, like, obviously it's still up until this day, you know, um, <laughs> just your life, like, and just sent you on a journey of like really integrating like um, wellness um, on all levels. Um, yeah. I guess like, were there kind of some some moments like and some times where you really felt like yeah you were starting to really change the um I guess like yeah the story but also like the fabric of your being like were, were there some moments where you felt like oh wow like or you you had that moment of reflection where you um saw yourself like or felt yourself like in in a more um I guess, yeah, a healthy way. Like, I don't know how to really um, mm-hmm. explain it properly, but I think you understand what I mean. Like, just, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I know it would have, it would have, and continues to be like such a journey. But um, yeah, if you could just, just speak to um, those moments where you really like, I guess, we're able to like see and feel. Um, you know, what you just expressed then about being able to mm-hmm. really change mm-hmm. the fabric of your being and like change your d- diagnosis and, you know, your blood mm-hmm. and, um, mm-hmm. through, through like, uh, I guess, healing on all levels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's, it's definitely been a journey because, you know, even reflecting back on kind of on 2012 and, you know, it was actually December um, 12, 2012, which is so interesting because I didn't make this connection, but it's uh, 12, 12, 12, which is like crazy, 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 because I'm sure, you know, your listeners or a lot of us believe in, you know, divine numbers and signs. And it was actually only last year that that came to my um, awareness and awakening. So I think that's super um, crazy because I had no idea. I didn't even think about it. Also that time um, in 2012, like the end of 2012 was like 
predicted to be, you know, the end of the world, but it was actually the end of the Mayan calendar, which were like, they were very, mm. there. Um, like it, so it was kind of representative of the end of, of an era and like of, of humanity and the beginning of a new one. And I also, yeah, at the end of 2012, felt like a huge shift happened and so much shifted um, from that point onwards for me within like, I guess, an awakening spiritual <laughs> holistic path. So yeah, I totally feel wow. you with that time um, just for some added reflection, I guess, on like the end of 2012 sort of um, feeling. Uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> wow. Wow. That like honestly gives me goosebumps because I, then if we're feeling this, right. And like we're making these connections, it's always interesting to then, you know, I'm just curious, right, how many other people, like, even listening to this, reflecting back on, on 2012 and what happened and, you know, just kind of looking at those deeper, deeper lessons because I believe this is, again, my, just my energetic or, like, cosmic theory because I saw a lot of it with um, women in my practice that, 2018 was a very difficult year for a lot, a lot, a lot of people. And often it brought up a lot of stuff during that time that was coming actually back for them to heal it. So, yeah. um, oh, I totally thought yeah, like two last year <laughs> the worst. Like, oh, no way. I just felt so disconnected from, like, I, I, you know, when you have those times where you like look at yourself and you just, look and feel like not just just not you it's not like I don't know mm. I felt that the whole year last year uh yeah and and mm. like the beginning of this year but I feel like it's mm-hmm. it's been a big shift like these last few months for sure uh I can only speak to my own personal life but yeah uh that's also yeah interesting to hear that like because I definitely had a real weird year last year really dark and heavy me too. internally me, <laughs> me too which is so interesting because I think that kind of like brings me back to you know the energy of your question because you know for so much of my journey it was so connected to the physical right it was so like I like to call it like the dense energy the dense body because our physical body is the densest of energy right like it's our most kind of like material dense we are like material beings yet at the same time it's like all energy so it's not but it's what we perceive to be the densest so even going back to you know my journey in you know South Africa it's when I wasn't getting all these answers well what could I look to and that's kind of how I even you know got into be a nutritionist because I you know just really connected with food and energy and I'm like well if you're not giving me answers if you're not helping me then I have to help myself so that's kind of when I started to delve into nutrition and nutrients and you know the best lifestyles and diets and I've definitely had my ringer of trying literally everything so I can very um which has been it's it's you can laugh and look back now because it's a thousand percent like it's been able to help me help other people because it's like I fully understand when people are like I've done this I've done this like you know, this is how it made me feel. And I'm just over all of the like diet culture and you have to eat like this and do this. It's just, um, we're all so unique and different that they're really, I don't even see diets. I just see food and energy, but yeah, kind of reflecting back on all of that. So much of my energy and time and space was so connected to the physical, the food, 
the protocols, the herbs. Like at one point I was like literally taking 30 to 40 supplements every single day. And then I got to a point I was like, what? Like my body doesn't even, my liver is probably like, what are you doing? Like I, we don't even know what this is. It's like foreign. It's like, like I can't even process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? It was so, so, so much. So it's actually even, yeah, back, you know, and I did, yeah, I did kind of going, jumping from 2012 to 2018 in that span. I did so much healing. I did physical stuff. You know, I started to delve into more um, kind of the, I saw a counselor. I did craniopsychotherapy. Um, I, I really tried to address things on all levels. But I really never um, truly, and this is kind of, you know, talking about the whole spiritual awakening and connecting to my soul on a deeper level, I would say that didn't really start fully, fully, fully happening. I think it's always happening whether we're conscious of it or not because we keep on getting thrown lessons and tests. But I truly believe it was in 2018 when it was like the universe was like, nope you have to fully, fully open your soul, awaken to these greater gifts and energies and, and just yourself and, and heal even deeper. And I got to a point, I was like, oh, heal even deeper. I feel like I've like been 12 years of just like deep healing and the universe and, you know, God and my guys were just like, you've got more, um, you've got more. And so it was in 2018 that it was actually Mother's Day weekend, which is, Again, just so insane yet not because it's so divine that, you know, I started to get some old symptoms come back and it was just a really dark time because I was like, what? I, I, I thought I was like healed you and I thought I've done this and that and just so many things. And so that's really when, you know, I, it was like you said, a very kind of dark and, and deep year for me where I really had to, to step up um, and say, yes, I've healed, you know, things, but there's still so much more healing to do. And I believe that, you know, when things show up in the physical, it's often the universe's only way, you know, either through physical pain, emotional pain, through pain that we learn our biggest lessons and that we're able to kind of sometimes be earthquaked or shaken out of something because we're just, you know, kind of coming along, just being so like, oh, things are great and da-da-da-da, but until something kind of either is like, uh-uh, we're calling you to do some deeper work so you can awaken yourself, but also in awakening yourself, awaken others. Um, and that was kind of, yeah, 2018 for me, it was going back in, it was looking at deeper shadows. It was still starting to release some physical stuff. I had a big, um, parasite journey and infestation, which is so connected physically and energetically to a lot of stuff I was still holding on to. Like I'm talking major, major parasitical, um, release and cleanse and, it's really only been within this past few months that I've, you know, has really, really be able, been able to shed things on a deeper level. So it's also no surprise that you said these past few months too have just been a lot. Um, I don't even, you know, if, I don't know if like lighter is the term. It's just 
feel more aligned and I feel more in control and I just feel like my gifts and energies and things are starting to align because I've had these like synchronicities of like um, just intuitive awakenings, feeling my soul on a different level, being connected to different people, um, having like some like psychic like ability like just crazy stuff that it even for me it's so hard to wrap like my head fully around but it's just been calling me to like step up on like another level right Mm -hmm. so yeah that's a lot (laughs) yeah I feel you for sure (laughs) like completely yeah it seems like our timelines have been very like yeah um (laughs) matchy uh <laughs> yeah it's beautiful and so even just kind of you know that yeah I always just question right if we're feeling this Chloe like how many other people too are also feeling it yeah maybe people listening to this right now um I was curious like because um your work um obviously your field of being like a holistic nutritionist and um within the kind of yeah, the one-on-one work that you do. Like, yes. how would you? So, you are obviously still doing sessions with clients, like in that time. Yes. Um, like, how do you feel like that hindered, but then also benefited um, that mm-hmm. work that you do? Because I understand, like, I've had this experience too of like, um, and also within showing up on social media and maybe being more vulnerable mm-hmm. about those things mm-hmm. too there's certain times where I feel like, okay, I'm going through all of this shit right now, but it can't all be out about me. Like there has to be like some reason. And if I listen hard enough, we're like, yeah. Or, sh- or, you know, to that call, if it, if it is right to share about those things, like that there is a collective, you know, like understanding or experience happening and um, that, you know, we are all like walking each other home in different ways. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, there is like, if you are in that position of being like a mentor or a guide to other people, um, like, did you see or experience that like maybe you would attract clients who maybe needed, you know, some of that reflection or were going through similar things and, or, um, you know, did, did it show up like within your work sphere too? And were you able to like, yeah, were you able to help people from that place or did it like hinder that or like, yeah, what was your experience of those kind of more shadowy times and like also, yeah, the medicine of them for you and and also for other people um, in like in sharing about them or just, you know, from that space that you were in? Mm -hmm. That's a beautiful question. Um, So at first, again, I I always want to be like super authentic and and honest with people at first. Like, you know, last year in May, I I, I kind of felt like um, shameful or guilty, you know, to, to... I, I had done so much like work that I kind of came to this place that I was like, like fear and then kind of being like, really universe? Like I, another kind of like, you know, big thing. And then I started to kind of feel this like, you know, shame and guilt, which now I can really look, look back on was just like, so ego and it was just so just trying to you know again keep me small and and actually stop that spiritual awakening and growth because the ego is always like nope stay small stay down 
stay in the fear, stay in the low frequency, stay down there. So it's just so interesting that that's like first what came up. Um, because I think I had to work through that because that's often also what I see reflected with other people. So I think it's really interesting because, yeah, when you, when you are in this position of being, you know, a coach, a mentor, a healer, a guide, a, a practitioner, we also sometimes forget that we're still really human and we still are this energy of going through our own things which almost kind of like you said reflected is it's, it's, it's only to allow us to give greater medicine to the other people. So with my own kind of, you know, stuff or what I was either feeling physically or energetically, it took me down such a different route of study and research and reflection that as I started to awaken these other channels and parts of me and, and learn through it and grow through it, then I was then able to see and feel these other things within other people, which before I think I felt, but I was actually closed off into. And then the people that I was attracting, I think it was, it was definitely more dense. It was nutrition. It was like, tell me X, Y, and Z, what to do for, you know, diet or lifestyle or skin or hormones. And as this sort of stuff started to awaken in me, I started to feel different energy within myself that therefore like projected outwards. So then the people I started to attract, it was just so different because I was almost kind of like, I can only bring it back to the butterfly, which is like so interesting. It's almost like I was going through my own metamorphosis and I was going through my own like neural rewiring, energetic rewiring, all of this kind of like transformation. So as that stuff started to awaken and open up, I started to show up differently um, and so did other people because, you know, I started, people started contacting me and it was just on another level. It was like deeper. It was people contacting me about soul stuff, about deeper trauma, about deeper work which was so interesting because while, you know, I still do and I still, don't get me wrong, I still think, you know, the trifecta is body, mind, soul. So we still, we can't negate the body. So I still work on the foundational, you know, cellular nature and nutrition and we still have to feed our energetic and physical body. But I started to open these little, um, doors to different channels and as those doors open I think other people were like oh I can step into that and I can you know it was almost like this invitation and it's so interesting that you know even you mentioned social media that I think that could probably be a podcast podcast on its own because we're we're expected to show up in a certain way right like I think there's all of these unsaid rules and this and that and and it's such a wild 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 like west journey out into the social media realms and and it really taught me a lot about myself and and how I show up because I can even go and reflect back on a lot of that time and I'm like whoa that was really deep what I was sharing or that was really intense but it was the only way I knew how to show up at that time so I could only be authentic and if it wasn't well received or if people got scared off, they're like, who is this like dark being talking about all of this and energy and that, then 
And that was okay. I, I had to be okay with that. And I had to be okay with, you know, either people not getting it or not connecting with me or energetically or even not wanting to work with me. Um, I had to be okay with that because I could only, you know, say, well, this is my reality at this moment. This is what I can share. This is how I'm feeling. And then if it's not felt by other people, then I just have to trust that I'm, I'm just showing up as me and like being authentic. Mm-hmm. That made sense. I hope that made sense. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. I, I yeah, definitely resonate. I, yeah, it's such a wild world. Like the, I guess, um, just choosing or like having the inclination to, to show up on social media. And, um, if I could just like circle back, I guess, to like something, I think that you mentioned like right at the beginning of, um, sharing like from your childhood that like you always kind of had that, that magnetism to you. And I think like, I also like was reflecting as you were speaking on like that similar sort of thing of just like naturally like being able to like make friends in different areas or like, you know, kind of shape shift a bit and relate to people in different ways and have so many different like aspects that came together, which, you know, created a magnetism towards you. And, um, I have always felt that too. And it's just, and also grew up dancing a lot too. And, um, yet also I'm quite an introvert. So I was just reflecting a, a lot of that, but, um, of being like so parallel, but, um, wow. yeah, I, I just find it so interesting that, um, now within like, yeah, it's just interesting, like the, the world of social media too, and how it is so connected to like, um, I've found like, uh, you as a, as a brand or like, you know, it's just like such an interesting, uh, like thing to navigate. And I find I've, I've gone through many phases of that too. And um, also like last year um, through my heaviness, I just felt like completely like hiding away from like all social media things like within my, my, it was okay to share artistic things or like other things, Mm -hmm. but to share like me on a deep level, I found like every time I would try to do that, like I just felt like, no like or I've deleted or I just like completely shut and I think there was also like on the flip side of that there was like kind of a like a pressure to like have to um in some way like within I guess the holistic sphere and stuff like to like also share uh, I don't know really um deep vulnerable things and and Mm -hmm. I also feel like there can definitely be times where people like really overshare so much about yes. the process <laughs> and like so mm-hmm. and also just over process a lot of things too and um anyways for me I just felt like every time I would try to do that I would just feel like no I've got to delete <laughs> or something mm-hmm. like that anyways I I don't even know whether that's what I wanted to like speak to you about that's just what came out then um but yeah I just I just find it really like interesting uh that like, yeah, you two have like really chosen to, to show up through the social media worlds and like be active on there. And I'm just curious, like how you navigate your relationship to that and like how, yeah, you stay in check with it. And, um, and also, yeah, what that internal process is like, because obviously like having that, that 
like more of an introverted um, shyness still kind of lingering there. But then mm-hmm. I guess the energy of knowing that like you have so much to share and that it is of value and like it's important for you to like push through those insecurities and just continue to show up because I, I feel the exact same and, and also receive mm-hmm. like so much energy from sharing. Like once you do pass mm-hmm. through the, that insecure like phase, like if I share a video on YouTube or like just put my face out there or something, anything like I know that uh, like it is good. And uh, <laughs> yeah. So, but then at the same time, yeah, it's such a dance. So I, I don't really know what the question is there, but I'm just like sharing a reflection uh, of like mm-hmm. my own process with it. And I'm just curious how you, yeah, like how you navigate that within you um, of, you know, wanting to hide and wanting to share and understanding the like, you know, that it's integrated to you as a business too. And, you know, how you navigate all of those worlds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even, yeah, thank you for sharing that because I think a, a, a lot of us uh, can feel like locked and even for you, it's like, well, you were feeling blocked because it's just, it, it, I think in in sometimes we think sometimes in sharing there's going to be healing in that, but sometimes there's not. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's just like I just have to keep this to to myself. And when I'm ready to either speak about it or for it to come out, I'm going to trust that it's going to come out. So you even never know how within these next few months, even if that might come out now. And just back then, it wasn't meant to. You know what I mean? Like I think it it's just always so interesting and yeah, navigating this this social technological era um, garners a lot of, I think, own of our own inner work because it's always up to us while there might be like external pressure and, you know, algorithms and that I still believe that like everything is still like, I'm that crazy person. Like, well, everything is still energy. So an algorithm the phone or a picture it's all still energy so if I just think about that and I just think of more on like a holistic realm or kind of delving deeper into like my purpose that I have been going through and I have gone through all of this stuff yes to discover you know parts of my soul and to evolve and to upgrade and to you know heal parts of um past lives and lineages and all that stuff so I can carry forth to like have my own family but also I feel like I have it's 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 innate in me so part of that like service and that heart that just like deep guidance or helping is just something that I always feel like if I'm feeling this way other people must be too so I'm sharing or if I'm saying this, like other people are going to connect to it. Some people will think I'm crazy and that's okay. Some people won't. Some people will, you know, go off and unfollow my journey. And that's totally cool because it has nothing to do with me in the end, right? So I can, you know, I think we can all be these brands and, you know, have these platforms and have these voices but I just see it as like, it, it, yes, it is like of me and it channels through me and it downloads through me because that's, that's how I believe my work comes out. It's more 
And it wasn't always this way because I wasn't always connected to it. But the more this past year, and even just 2019, that I've been able to open up more clear channels and pathways and doors, that stuff just now like channels and downloads and I just don't know where it comes through. And when that, when I feel like I'm in that space and I have that clarity, I'm like, oh, this isn't, this isn't about me. This isn't for me. This is for other people. So I would say, yeah, that's, that's really how I even look at social media. It's energy. Um, a lot of too, I've learned a lot in, um, I've really resonated with the Kundalini and the Kundalini teachings and this, that whole energy, which is so funny because I like resisted for two years straight. I was like, it seems weird, like the whole white, I don't know. I'm like pretty dark. I love wearing black and leather and like all of that but, stuff. That's, also, yeah. <laughs> that's part of like also my soul. I like love black and you know, I love leather jackets and that's also my just kind of like a little bit of my Scorpio. I'm like, I have so much Scorpio on my chart. It's wild. So that's like my inner um, sex goddess Scorpio energy. But I resisted it for so long. But coming back to kind of the whole like Kundalini and and that, I, I, I learned a lot even just in terms of like social media and like the projection and energy and just allowing things to flow to me instead of always externally feeling like, I have to push, I have to promote, and I have to do this, and I, 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 I think it becomes very, like, I and very me-centered, where, you know, if I can just tap in and come from a very, just, like, authentic soul, this is my vision, this is my divine purpose, if people latch onto it, amazing, we're meant to be in unison, if people don't, then, like, I send you immense grace and love, and I can only continue doing what I do, tapping back in and continuing, you know, I don't ask of others what I also don't do myself. So continuing the journey and the work myself so I can continue to just like, just keep on showing up sometimes. Like I think that sometimes it's like, what's my like goals or that? I'm like, I don't know. Like I think my vision is just to continually show up and share and be of service while also still coming from that energy of everything's energy. So with money, right? So coming to that prosperity of like energy and money just likes to be circulated. So as I put my energy out, the energy of money, which holds a certain frequency, it's, it's not really anything. It's just always going to be circulated like back in. So I know that's kind of like a tangent, but I think it's like, I think it's important important to maybe touch upon because I think we you know it's something that yeah we all hold also our own stories about money and energy and um worth really come a lot of like all of this stuff comes back to like self-worth mm-hmm. yeah it's really interesting that you mentioned like the prosperity and money story too because it's been something that like I've really been like working on within myself and um just just I guess observing like how I feel towards money and I know I have so much more work to do around my money story and um but I find myself just catching it more and more like yeah and and I've witnessed like the same it's like the same sort of like a mind spiral or like thoughts will come in 
like whether I have a, like a lower amount in my bank account or a higher amount, like it doesn't even matter. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's not even about the amount that you have. Like it's, it's all an energy game. Like it's so much about like, yeah, like what internal story like you're telling yourself and like, and also just, I, I've just been witnessing like, yeah, how I feel when I like, pay for things and you know how I feel when I circulate money or like how you know how it feels when it goes out of my account how it feels when it comes back in like and just trying to really be more in the flow of that um rather than like oh you know or being like in the tense tension of of like of when money goes like and just understanding the flow of that I definitely have not like mastered that at all but um yeah, if you could speak any more to, to that and, like, that process within you too because I know definitely, like, in working, like, predominantly for yourself too or, like, trying to create income, like, from your own, um, like, means is, like, yeah, it's a whole other thing too rather than just having, like, a random job, you know, like, um, so that's mm-hmm. been a process mm-hmm. for me too. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, the worthiness mm-hmm. thing too that, like, it's, yeah, it's crazy because I'm sure you have the same thing. Like, you just you can just create so much for free like, and you just feel fine with it. You know, you're similar with me, like with all the media stuff, it's just like so easy and like you feel so inspired to just continue to put all of this content and everything out for free. And you just like, there's just a drive there and an inspiration there and you just follow it and um, you go for it. But it's also like, yeah, that kind of reciprocity that does need to happen because I find sometimes I can feel a bit drained if I'm just like, putting out so much you know and and mm-hmm. yeah how do you manage that <laughs> yeah that's it, it's it's such an I think important and it's no surprise that it's coming up because I think it, it is such an important discussion to even outwardly talk about I think a lot of us have grown up in this either money is not okay to talk about it's very shameful don't tell other people how much you make you know, the whole concept of like rich people being bad or, or this or that, or, um, and that kind of comes back to a lot of our money story. And then also comes back to the whole subconscious, um, conscious and the whole programming and a lot of our beliefs, like it's, you know, a well-known kind of like fact in the whole energy psychologies or just psychology that a lot of our, if not most, of our belief systems are built when we were, you know, young, under the age of like seven or eight. So if you think about that, it's like I'm still operating from a, a place of like an infant, an infant mind. So it's always so interesting because even when you think of that and then you think about money, a lot of us still think about it in that state, almost very like childlike, like, you know, he has more than me or she has this and I don't have that. And I think we can so instantly get into that, like um, into that state because that's just what we're programmed, right? We're programmed or we're programmed that if you don't have this much security or like this much in like your bank account, then like, you know, and you aren't saving this amount of your earnings and that like, Again, so much comes from societal societal pressure and social media, the government, which is like we should not be listening to them in terms of like money and that. But yet we do because a lot of it is like that's well the only voices that we've heard. And 
I think it's, I think it's really, really, really like the work comes back to really, if I can just, it's not simple, but I think it is. I think it's just really coming back to this whole lack mindset to abundant mindset. And I say that really loosely because it's like, well, you know, I think abundance now is just like thrown out of like, oh, just be abundant and feel into your abundance and like just feel it, which I also don't believe in because it's like, well, I can feel abundant like every day, all day, but it doesn't mean that, you know, money's going to start fluttering and flooring in. But I think it just, it, it comes with the whole energy and I say this often in my practice with clients I often say it to myself usually if we're blocked like in one area um we're blocked in another area so I see this even with working with women and it's so interesting because a lot of women who present with like hormones or endocrine issues a lot of that has to deal with our our root and our womb and our security and our creativity so often I'll find that a lot of people who feel blocked there often also feel blocked in money and there's this whole lack and it's really just been programmed into them that there's like just not a lot to hold on to, right? There's not a lot of security and we can even start to bring this into a lot of like, you know, and I'm, yeah, this is a, this is a much bigger topic, but I just want to say just in terms of like infertility and not being able to, you know, and I, again, I want to be very sensitive with the subject, but even just that energy of like not being able to like hold on, always feeling like everything is out of our grasp, right? So yeah, if I even, if it, it comes, you know, to circle back to my own story and how I work through it and just like you, I think, you know, and it, kind of like I was saying with my own you know work and health and journey and I, it's I continue to do the work because I think it's important I think we just believe that if we learn something or this we've mastered it and I think it just comes back to like a, a daily practice so even in my own life you know yeah being you know I guess you can say entrepreneurial and and being of that energy of like I am you know kind of like the energetic like outsource and input of money and how, how that kind of shows up in in my life and navigating that and not being fearful of being prosperous and really owning my prosperity again coming back to the kundalini of, of really owning that and stepping into that because only when I'm able to own my prosperity and like you know have more well then I'm only able to help more people. So it's not even about the kind of like, I need this money to buy X, Y, and Z. It's really just coming back to the daily practice. Um, and a question I always ask myself, and maybe this will just be helpful, is like, you know, instead of asking myself, you know, how am I gonna make money? Or like, you know, if I'm ever in that fearful or tense moment of like, oh my gosh, like, you know, Am I going to get more clients or this or that? Like being from that very fearful state, I'm just like asking myself is how do I want to show up in my divine purpose today? And trusting that as I do that and that energetic output um, continues to like outpour, that I just have to trust that like in that lightness and in if I know I'm like divinely connected because I 
truly practically seen this in coming from a business standpoint when I have shown up um, either on a daily basis or sometimes weeks have gone by and I've been just in this like fear lack cycle being like oh I'm just like literally outpouring so much of myself and my soul yet I'm so fearful and in lack what happens like nothing comes through like no clients like no inquiries nothing yet when I still come from this standpoint of like instead of focusing on um income and focusing on vision and impact so kind of like taking it from like income to impact and I'm in that energy while still outpouring and you know sharing because that's what I'll, I'll continue to do no matter what um it's just interesting is when you switch just the, the energy behind it then it's it's just kind of miraculous yet not what things start to like flow through and I say that while still not negating the fact is we still have to like you know continually work on that like money story and continually kind of clear these old belief patterns because it's still really easy for them to come up because as we hit new stages of prosperity or we up level new fears around money and the energy is going to come up so I think it's a continual process at least it is for me but then it's like a daily practice coming back to how can I make an impact and not focusing on the income yet trust that as I you know divinely show up in my purpose that it's just gonna like flow mm. yeah <laughs> I saying. mean it's a lie <laughs> no I'm just breathing it all in because I like yeah I really needed to hear that too um yeah especially in the time I'm right now in, in like the business and you know taking it more seriously um yeah I'm grateful for <laughs> all of that and I think that piece oh. about the like the childhood story and you know how you know it really does come down to like that that little baby version of you and like how they see like having things and not having things and it's like that that mm -hmm. undeveloped like aspect mm -hmm. can just like come up in the in the moment um if you're if you're not conscious of it so I think even that piece like for people to realize like oh wow okay actually it's not really me like as I am now you know like and I have the ability to rewrite mm -hmm. and just like continue to like have that awareness when it comes back in because it will uh <laughs> mm -hmm. ways, but mm -hmm. like I think yeah just like have that piece on like yeah that it, that it is rewritable and that it's not you right now, that it, you may be, you know, there's so many different aspects to it. Um, and just, yeah, just like keep moving forward through it. Mm. Yeah. And I think it's really important. Um, and this is again, something I have to remind myself like all the time that it's like, even for you, Chloe, with like, you know, stepping into, we were just talking before that we were recording about this new, you know, platform and new business and kind of like flowing into that energy that it's like always coming back to the remembrance that like there's literally no one that's like you no one no one in this world like you are such a uniquely divine you know energetic 
woman, spirit, soul, body, mind, not even, you know, like even yes, on like a chemical biological level, like it's just, you don't exist. And then, then you add on all of the beautiful, like unique soul, like patterns, like a thumbprint that you have that it's like, who are you not to share your stuff? You know what I mean? Like, it's like, who are you, like you actually do us a disservice by not stepping into that. So it's like, who, who, who are you not to step into that, you know, that self and, and share your gifts. And it's just for all of us, like, you know, just taking a moment to sometimes reflect on that, that it's like, if I am feeling like, oh man, like I'm feeling like I've put so much out and nothing's kind of flowing back. And there are days like that. Absolutely. Like that's also life, right? And we have to like, we have to take the ups and the downs and ride, ride through it. And that's the beauty of it. Cause we wouldn't learn any other way, but really coming back to even just that like worthiness of like, yeah, you have gifts that no one else has. So it's like, it is your duty um, to, to do it and to share it and to not hold back. And I know for a long time, my whole story and, and story and his story was like, you know, if I've been like given these gifts and this is my purpose and like, I know I'm meant to help on a really deep and big way. Well, then I should be like Mother Teresa and I shouldn't charge and I shouldn't like, you know, have a business and I shouldn't like I should I shouldn't be. But then it really comes back to, well, if I'm, you know, if I'm constantly staying small and I'm, I'm literally kind of like always broke or that, well, I'm not helping anyone. I can't survive. So if I can't survive, how do I share my gift? Like, it's just not possible. Those two things don't connect because it comes back to the whole Maslow's, you know, the self-actualization. Like if our basic needs aren't met, we can't evolve and we can't share our gifts and we can't hit these other stages of enlightenment. So it's like, it is up to us to own. Yes, I have a business and I, you know, I do charge this amount and, and really owning that, that like, yes, you see a numerical value and it's money, but it's just energy. And if when we start to begin to trust that it's just energy and knowing that when we invest, it's like we are going to get the investment back, like double, triple, tenfold sometimes it really comes back. But I think we all have to, and this is a practice, practice I'm still learning, we all have to come back to that energy instead of like, um, you know, numbers or even you mentioned like looking into the bank account because that is like, man, that's, it's, it's a hard thing because we're constantly, often when we're doing that and focusing on numbers, it's very hard for us to feel abundant even we have like I've even spoken to people who have a lot of money and even when they do that it's like they still feel like they don't have enough or they're in lack so it's like when does that end mm-hmm. yeah I, you know? I completely completely agree yeah and I yeah just to kind of speak to what you were saying about like you know coming I guess um being someone who I guess is in the like holistic field or like, you know, more of the um, spiritual sort of world. And there is that persona of like, yeah, that it should just be more like charity. But I, I was <laughs> reflecting in that, in that moment and like uh, that it is some people's path to really live in that way. And it's some people's path sure. not to. And also like, I feel like, 
there's different like I guess imprints of like yeah like you were saying before about like the impact that certain people are supposed to have and for some people it's like more imprinted that they do need more money energy to be able to circulate Mm -hmm. in a wider way whereas some people like I don't believe that everyone you know is really here to be like a multi-millionaire you know like that everyone because that's just not it physically wouldn't really happen anyways but (laughs) there are certain like um I guess like and I guess you would find this in your work too like everyone is so unique and has different like lifestyles that really work for them and that really allow them to thrive and like as long as like what you're charging and doing like the lifestyle that you're leading is really like nourishing you and feeling really right for you um whatever you know your monthly expenditure is (laughs) like it's it's not it's not like you can't like compare because it's like it's more of an internal process of like okay I feel that like this is what this hour is worth of my time. Like, you know, with you, with the sessions and, um, yeah. and you know, or products that you're creating or like anything that you're putting out there, it's like more of an internal process. And yes, you can look to like, you know, the general like asking price for certain things, but mm-hmm. like there's, yeah, I think it's definitely like an, uh, <laughs> an inner game too. Um, and like I said, like, yeah, it's just, everyone's here to live, like and thrive with with a different like maybe similar lifestyles even within the holistic sphere but like different like yeah different scopes of like their impact or um yeah their lifestyle so that, that's mm. what I, that was just what I like was feeling as as you were speaking about that well and I think that's yeah I think it's really important to um to share or just note that because yeah absolutely everyone is so 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 different and and we really have to come come away from this just like pure judgment um and especially like I love that you mentioned like kind of in this like wellness holistic healing spiritual realm it's just like almost expected kind of you know and it's just really interesting because even when you reflect on like you know I've heard this said multiple times but even like Buddha or like Yogi Bhajan, these like massive spiritual teachers, and they were all like, you know, billionaires, like millionaires, had multiple businesses, like were crazy. And we forget that part because it's like, well, they couldn't have reached these stages of enlightenment if they didn't have their um, basic and not even basic. And for everyone, that's different, you know. Some some people want to live in 500 square apartments and really like just modestly and have a few things. And that's so beautiful. And that really speaks to their soul where other people, yeah, they really enjoy having more space or, you know, for me, a huge part of my life is just like quality and sustainability and, and buying organic foods and like buying organic linen sheets and just, you know, that were sustainably made. And it's like, well, that costs that the energetic exchange there is money so if I'm going to show up the way that my soul wants to show up in values in the way that feels important to me well then I then have to put my dollars and support in that and continue to feel that and and for some people it's not important um and for some people it is so I think that was very beautiful in mentioning that I think we have to drop this judgment or shame or 
even guilt, guilt for wanting like nicer quality, sustainable, organic things. Um, because it's generally like in our society, it's like those things do cost more money, like in terms of dollar value. So it's that whole, and this can even delve into like a whole other realm and podcast about fast fashion and that, because I'm also really into fashion and design. And it's like, well, it, it's, you can, yeah, buy, you know, a $20 t-shirt from Zara or H&M, which the conditions were just, I don't even want to, I don't even want to go into and think of how horrific it is. Or, you know, you can buy an $80 t-shirt on reformation which is, you know, just highly and hyper um, sustainable and, and you just feel really good about putting your dollars. But if, if you're kind of in this cross, well, if you don't have the money to buy that $80 shirt and you, right? Like it's just, yeah, it's an interesting, it's a really interesting discussion. And I think that one can either, you know, we can, yeah, it's, it's something I'm fascinated with because it's, it, all, it all comes back to like energy and worth and self and soul and like a deeper journey that we're all meant to um, go on it's unique to us it's not you know no one's meant to share it with us we're we hold hands side by side walking it but it's it's all our own stuff that we have to uh, go through mm-hmm. totally totally but like in the same breath there's also I guess this like collective feeling of like you know, the, the earth is like in need of reharmonizing and rebalancing. And that like, you know, I, I have also like internally like felt like a pressure to be like really perfect in the way of like sustainability Mm -hmm. and like, you know, like, so I also like see that aspect of it too. And it like, a lot of it's just like completely natural. I'm just like, yeah, okay. And it's just like embedded in me because I've done it for years. Like, you know, like not really using uh, using as little plastic as I can and you know like buying like secondhand things or like really like conscious choices of things but I find yeah there can also be like and I think I've heard the term of it like (laughs) eco-anxiety like which I see that it pops up like I'm, I'm traveling in Asia right now and like there's just like so much more plastic around here I don't know like what like it's just crazy like before you know it there's a plastic straw in your like smoothie even though you've said no straw like and I'm just I just like even just to go down to those like little things I'm like no like I feel so much anxiety every time like there's plastic around so there's also like I don't know how we got on that tangent but yeah like I guess it all relates to like lifestyle and stuff consumption consumption yeah lots of it's I think it's the consumption yeah but yeah, I just, I, I definitely like see that too. Cause yeah, when you have that perspective of knowing that like, and you've read so much and it, you know, it's seen so much. Um, well also in these places you see, like, I guess in a lot of Western countries, it's like the trash and everything is like, you know, neatly put away in like, <laughs> I don't know, mm-hmm. places like plants and stuff and like, you know, tips and, um, yeah, but here it's like, yeah, it's just everywhere and like it's wow. not ignore it. Like it's just everywhere and you see the impact of like <laughs> human consumption like in a really intense way um, and it wow. just really like brings it all home to you um, 
but yeah, I, I also definitely feel that anxiety because it's like, and also that like you make your own decisions, but yeah, like everyone's making different decisions to you and you don't have any mm-hmm. control over that. Like some people are going to use plastic for the rest of their lives and like, that's just what they're going to do for the rest of their lives. And that's what they're going to do. And you know, like, yeah, you yeah, you just, you can't control anyone or anyone's like path. All you can do is like share from your perspective and, yeah, there's definitely like a beautiful rippling happening um, uh, within these sort of spheres. And I think social media is definitely like really positive, really amazing for that aspect of things like within, you know, just sharing more awareness and tips and tricks Mm -hmm. and becoming, you know, a more like aware person. And yeah, but it's also, yeah, I think for me, like when I feel like intense anxiety about it, that's also not, that healthy either so it's like trying to find the yeah. balance with understanding that you will never be perfect within your like level of you know consumption and because we all we all do um yeah <laughs> yeah I think that's it's such a beautiful kind of just note to to because a lot of us I think come from this you know everything has to be perfect and this and that and you know, I work all with women, so it's, it's such a often theme, um, energy running through out everyone, every woman, like every single person. It's this, you know, perfectionist tendency. And I, mm. yeah, and it's, it's also not healthy to, yeah, be like hyper obsessive or, you know what I mean? Like, I've, there are times where it's like, yeah, I'm on holiday or I'm at a family's you know, dinner or a way that it's like, you know, when I'm in my own house, like, yeah, like we do, we eat organic, we value it, we spend money on it. Um, but when I'm not, you know what I mean? You can't be obsessive and be like, GMO cucumber is like harming me and, you know, all of the things that you can like, we can, we can just become also very, very, very neurotic and obsessive and, and, live in this bubble culture and this this I think brings us back kind of like the whole tapping into our power and realizing that our mind is like beyond anything uh, through my own research and discovery and experience that the mind does control the body so we have that ability and we have you know the consciousness and all of this stuff there for us and again, it's just something we haven't been taught. So it's really interesting because I do, and then kind of drawing it even back to like the body of this too. There's also, we think the body, you know, controls the mind and the body is everything. And if I feel physical pain in my body, then that's it. And I have to handle it on a body level. And um, in my own experience, like it, it's just not true. The body actually can't feel itself and it actually can't feel pain. That comes from the mind, which then comes from the consciousness, which tells the mind, which tells the body through sensations. So it's always just really interesting. And, and I think this where all of, you know, our journeys or our stories or even this conversation um, comes back to is that like we are the ones that have that ability and we are the ones that have the power and it's why I even believe that the whole like health and wellness industry it it all exists it's all helping us to point us back to ourselves, and it's really easy to get lost in it and I guess you know even just 
part of my purpose and, you know, my job or even, you know, why I do what I do is to remind and to guide and to support and advise people back into themselves for them to realize, you know, to help them along the journey to connect the dots that like, oh, you know, these tools and this processes and this helps me just bring me back to myself and taps me back into my own innate healing. So, yeah, a lot. I could like literally go on and like, <laughs> I'm just so passionate and, and um, strengthened by that belief um, because it's, it's been part of my own story and journey too. So it's, it's just really powerful when we can tap into that and, and truly just, and know um, that that's our truth, but it does take practice and work to, um, to get there and to sustain it and to sustain it. It's not just, you know, a one and done kind of deal. That's just not life. It's we, this is our experience, right? Our human experience. So yeah, it's mm -hmm. for me, like a big part of like, I guess my medicine and like, I, I, I guess to connect back to like the heaviness of last year and you know how I feel like it's broken through. Like the main thing is like really tapping into just like, just being ridiculous, really, like just having fun, and, like just really not taking so much stuff seriously. And like me and my boyfriend just like, just go crazy. Like just talk about stupid stuff and stupid jokes and just like me, just, I don't know. I just, I think I took myself so seriously for so long and I think it dragged a lot of things down and like over-processed a lot of things. And I think a big part of like, at least right now, my medicine is just like, I'm actually not that like fucked up. Like I'm actually fine. You know, there's always stuff to work on. There's always stuff to look yeah. at. I'm going to deal with that when it yeah. comes to it, but I'm also just going to have fun and like just be me and be weird and you know just take every day as it comes and like do things that bring me joy and like yeah so I think that's like a big part of it all too is like because I think obviously if you're in a you know a healing journey it's easy to like really like yeah I think uh yeah just get yourself into mindsets where it's like there's always something wrong like there's always something to process yes. I've lived in a lot of like spiritual communities in the last few years and like around a lot of people who are really like living and walking and talking in that way. And there's always something to process. There's all, you know, there's always like a thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's taken me really like stepping out of that and like spending a lot of time alone and away from those sort of circles. I can still obviously really close friends and everything, but um, just to understand like the language of that and what that can do and create too. And just understanding that like, okay, I don't really need to talk about myself in that way. Like I can talk about my issues, you know, as they arise, but to, to always be thinking like I'm in a deep, dark process about this and, you know, like overanalyzing everything so much for me, at least it's been like really healing to just step back and, you know, and take every day as it comes and not like, get so like deep dark and heavy about it because it's easy to do but uh it's yeah it's our nature yeah it's our nature that's the thing right and I yeah I love that you said that because I think it's such an important reminder um for all of us and for all of our journeys that like I always say you can be doing deep work and you can be doing a healing journey but like well, what happens in the darkness is like you always have to shine the light and there's always that lightness and you should always 
feel that and it's okay, you know, to feel joyful and, you know, silly and in love and all these because the thing is at the end of the day, even coming back to like a even more scientific or energetic or like a, a, a science-based thing, it's like those frequencies, those energies are healing energies. Like that's what's going to help you through the darkness. So while, you know, you go through any journey, and believe me, I've been stuck in like deep, dark journeys where I was like, there is no light. I don't know where the light is. Like it just doesn't feel light filled. And I, um, and then top it off, like I'm, I'm just so... Scorpio and it can be very intense um it's just like part of my nature which is also part of my gift um but it's just it's, it's that constant reminder of like oh my gosh like yeah a human can also be like really joyful sometimes I even have to remind my clients that I just want to be like I'm just going to shake you and I just want you to shake and like laugh and like let it out of your body because the body also stores energy and blocks and trauma that like, sometimes you just, that's a lot of trauma work. It's just like moving the physical body and out and through and, you know, laughing and just being like taking a break, taking a break from like yourself and the journey. And it's just like, there's a time and place for everything. So Thank you for even just, you know, that reminder for me and for all of us that I think it's so important to um, bring in that, like, goofiness because, yeah, I'm also a big giant, like, nerd and goof, and my husband is too, and we just, like, it's so fun to, um, he brings that out of me a lot, so it's so fun to have that energy around I know it's so important. Like I think especially for, yeah. Like I listened to you guys, um, the podcast you guys did together. It was yeah. so cute. Yeah. He seems like such a cool yeah. guy. Yeah, he is. And I think the thing is, like even for you, I'm sure you can, and even for everyone listening to kind of reflect, um, you know, if they are in partnership, whatever partnership they're in, that their partner is, you know, often is able to see some of the medicine that we need and they and they and they bring that out in us and they remind us and you know sometimes I think you know if we have gone through a lot of just deeper work and trauma and pain which you know I have gone through the physical nature of it and like just the mental and the spiritual um that I've like always been like a really just like goofy, lighthearted, um, silly person. And I think I lost it along the way. So it's always interesting to kind of come back to that and be like, oh man, like, like be a goof and, and, and be silly. And in that it's like, there's just also so much mm-hmm. healing. I've heard, I've actually heard a story in one of my, um, I can't remember what book it was, but a guy was actually cured of very, very, very intense um, rheumatoid arthritis, um, just like like crippling. And he was cured through a high dose of vitamin C, which vitamin C is amazing. Like it's good for me. It's good for everything. And then laughter. Like literally, those were his two, like all he did was do high dose vitamin C and laugh. And he was like, you know, within that, like, that it, it it was healing it was just healing you know in the lightness I feel so it's that. such a good reminder sure. mm-hmm. yeah 
also pleasure i feel like the energy of pleasure is so healing like whether it's intimate mm. or like just date like you know within yourself or just any like things that you do that like can bring you that sense of like pleasure and joy and lightness and like i just yeah i really am a big proponent of, like yeah <laughs> and i've seen it work wonders in my world too like the more i connect to that I'm like also Taurus sun and Taurus um, rising. So it's very much in my heart. Like when I'm in my element, I'm like connected to those earthly pleasures. And, you know, I think that's why yeah. I'm really into like food too. And like, you know, like the beauty of food and the healing of it and like concocting things and <laughs> just things that bring you pleasure, being in nature and all of the elemental pleasures that we can experience. And yeah, like I, I love all that you share in the way of like just like the simple um beauty rituals and like health rituals to do with like water you know like going from like hot to cold water and um like mm -hmm. i just think it's so much of our health can be so simple and involve like simple like elements coming into harmony and i think at the root of it all it is really like harmonizing those elements of like fire and water and air and earth like within us um, and yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. A million times over. I, I fully, I fully, yeah. I mean, we could talk about the whole pleasure um, and sensuality. And, and again, it doesn't, you know, this doesn't, this is, doesn't matter if you're in a partnership or not. It's something that we, you know, we're all bestowed with. And I, I do, I believe a big dance and even any sort of healing journey is this dance between, you know, the masculine and the feminine, even when it comes to money, the masculine and the feminine, it's all yin and yang, it's all, you know, in us. And I think to deprive ourselves of that, like, pleasure and sensual nature, I mean, that comes with it all, that there is work, I think, for a lot of people in trauma and that, and even just sexuality and, you know, even just our own bodies, there's so much there. But when we can start to find what needs to be awakened with us within that, then man, it's powerful. It's, it's has, yeah, it's such a journey. Um, especially being like, you know, just women and just, uh, yeah, how we grew up and what we were taught and, and what we taught about our bodies and what's okay and what's not. And, you know, I even have some clients that, you know, they were even afraid to just be naked, like alone in their apartment, you know, just there was a lot of shame or to even like touch their own breasts, like these things. It's just so interesting that we just think it's so innate, yet there's like fear in a lot of us of, you know, that deeper connection or the connection to pleasure. Um, we're very well versed in pain. Um, and that's so interesting to reflect on. And then it's just like when it comes to the actual pleasure, it's like we we just don't know what to do. It's really really crazy. So true. Yeah, I completely resonate with that. It's like, yeah, it's almost like we have to like rewire in order to like really uh, like open up more and more to that pleasure and that happiness and that joy and that lightness because it's. Yeah, it can be so much more easy, especially within the society that like has been constructed now. Like it is more about like 
the the pain and the you know the heaviness and the just getting by and all of that like you really mm-hmm. have to do a lot more work like you know and I guess like just consistent like practice to to choose to see that perspective and choose to like open up to that and like live in that that way uh, yeah that's definitely just a moment by moment practice it is and I think it's with everything it really is moment by moment I think we all you know want and I and this is this is such a I think sentiment just shared across the social media world or just our life now we all want that like one size fits all or we all want that like silver bullet and we all want that quick fix um but I actually think it's so freeing and empowering we can take take a step back and realize that doesn't exist and we give ourselves like you know a big giant hug and we say you know it's a journey and it's beautiful and I'm ready um and there's just you know because I think we we trip ourselves up like oh I have to do this protocol I have to you know drink this juice and I have to do this and that and you know while there are different things for different people um we just I think it's very freeing to say it's a moment by moment it's a day-to-day and it's a me to me it's my journey you know I love that yeah totally um, well, I just signed up to your program, which I yes, was starting. I thought like I'd wait until, you know, I had this conversation with you and then I'll, I'll dive into it because I was launching the, the products and stuff anyways. But I'm excited to like really ignite that. I just, yeah, I don't know. I just have this feeling like, yeah, now is the, the time. I guess it's a some sort of potency in the, in the air right now. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would love for you to share about that (laughs) foundations and, um, yeah. And then also about like your other offerings and anything else you feel to share about how people can connect to you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much um, for that. And I'm so excited, um, for your like foundations journey. So, um, first and foremost, I always just say it's probably best to just, you know, my website, that's where everything lives so it's just uh lifebylease.com and lease um isn't my name but it just goes back to my brother calling me Lee because on the simpsons bark called lisa um Lee. but in any case that's kind of like where that comes from so lease is l-e-e-s-e that's so just lifebylease.com um and i have my podcast so i have a podcast called glow deep and that's been a beautiful um this expression of a lot of my yeah and passions and what comes up and through me so there's that and then yeah my my one-to-one or like my deeper work is just really where I'm able to show up in service for other people my my passion I guess you could say um well other people say this like specialty is deep healing so um, within that, like just really connecting the body, the mind, and the soul, and really finding what is what is someone's unique, you know, thumbprint within that, and really guiding, healing. Um, kind of, I, I do a bunch of different modalities, which you can see on the website. Um, so that's all there. So if anyone feels um, deeper connection to, yeah, working with me one on one. 
email, reach out, DM, all the things. I don't take anyone's journey lightly. It's such an honor, like truly, truly, truly. And then what Chloe was mentioning, I have my four-week foundations program, which is really just a place that I wanted to, if someone doesn't want to dive into working with me one-on-one right from the start or not at all, it's just a really kind of foundational thing to jump into just that allows people to... Yeah, my big thing is like, what are you building yourself on? What are the things that you're, you know, building your life on, your body, your mind and soul? Just taking into account of like, what is my foundation? And if I don't like what I'm standing on and what my foundation is, how can we shift that through tapping into your intuition, to tuning in, to going deeper, to asking some of these questions, to focusing on the internal instead of the external, and really harnessing like all of my work and all of the messages or you know things that I'm I'm meant to show up in is how can we tap you back into yourself, your power, and your innate healer because it's all there um, and it's so beautiful and I just yeah I give gratitude. Um, every day for my journey, although it's been crazy and painful and beautiful and wild and intense and still continues to be in, in, you know, different levels, I welcome it and I give it thanks and gratitude because I just wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. And it always makes me emotional to say that because it's just the truth. So as much, you know, pain sometimes you can be in and if you are in right now, you know, pain um, pain leads you to your purpose always 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 if you step into it um, and it's, it will be your teacher and it doesn't mean you have to learn through pain but um, it's just when we can reframe it and tap back in then it's, it's so beautiful so beautiful mm, yeah oh yeah I would obviously highly recommend anyone who feels inspired to to connect to you uh if they're feeling to like sync up um thank you (laughs) thank you (laughs) oh yeah I feel like this entire conversation has just been like yeah and also like I don't know I just feel like we received so much um through sharing and I think that's definitely and I'm sure you experience it too within the podcast and it's like it all just like makes so much sense like even the timing of like when you when the podcast call actually happens with that certain person and you know the exchange there Mm -hmm. and what's shared and it's just so interesting like what yeah like we were saying at the beginning you know like not planning and just seeing how it flowed and um, what got gets revealed and exchanged and stuff and I feel like yeah it's just we all have like little bits of medicine for each other you know that come through at the right time or like yeah certain things will like come later down the track that you might have said or you know or like yeah I, I truly believe that well and especially too Chloe the thing is the crazy thing even reflecting about all of this that like we were supposed to connect in like 2018 like mm-hmm. it's so wild because we were supposed to do this like end of last year yeah, yeah, but it wasn't right <laughs> it wasn't it's so crazy because it's like even you know where I would have been in my journey then compared to it's just it's it's so beyond and even what we've been talking about this whole time it's just it's so you know, if we tap in and if we're open, it's like, it's always like always divine and beautiful. And I think it's just, yeah, it's 
so crazy. Mm-hmm. So crazy. I'm grateful uh, for, for that listening. <laughs> Yeah, I'm grateful too. I'm grateful too. Thank you so much, Chloe.